Hello, marvelous soul. What a privilege and honor to be with you right now and here today. I hope that wherever you are, you are doing amazing and I am sending you a massive energetic hug through these airwaves, wishing you all of the best. We have an amazing show for you today. We have Christy Whitman on. She is a transformational leader. She's a celebrity coach. She's a New York Times best-selling author. And we are talking about quantum success, seven essential laws for a thriving, joyful, and prosperous relationship with work and money. This is a fantastic episode. We dive deep and we cover a lot of topics. We talk about the seven essential laws. We talk about her losing her sister to suicide. We talk about the three powerful questions. We talk about the law of polarity, why what you focus on expands, lack versus abundance and satisfaction, the law of sufficiency and abundance. Um, and we talk a little bit about the divine design, health, well-being, abundance, ideas, desire, and so much more. So these are just a few of the show notes. It is a really action-packed, super amazing podcast. I know that you're going to enjoy it. So if you do, please do me a favor, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Matt Belair. Let me know where you're listening. I love hearing from you guys and it helps to get the word out there. You can share on Facebook, share the YouTube video. Yes, these are all on YouTube as well. And um, helping get the word out there is amazing. The other thing you can do is support on Patreon. I am so grateful for everybody who supports on Patreon. I just did a thing where you make tiers. So I'm giving out some exclusive content for my patrons, some exclusive podcasts, um, some exclusive videos from guests that I've gotten that are really awesome. I've been collecting them uh, before Christmas. So, so some epic stuff is going to be coming down there for my patrons. So go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. And it also helps keep the show going. So that's amazing. You can also leave a review and that is free. And that is so, so helpful. And I want to thank... Andy, and I think I'm saying his name right, it's Andy Jin from San Francisco, and he says, Zen Chevalier, Chevalier? I don't even know what that is, C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R, thank you, Uh, Matt is one of those rarities of humankind with a genuine desire to, to serve, combined with his kindness and respect he shows during his interviews, he is an example of what a life coach truly is. So thank you so much for leaving that review. They really help. And if you want to support the show, please do that. But as you know, if you've listened to this show before, the best thing that you can do if you want to support this show, do one kind act in the world that you live right now. Even better, do three kind acts. Hold the door open. Get somebody's name. Pick up a piece of trash. Let somebody in in traffic. Say a nice word or a compliment to somebody. Write somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Say something nice to them. Just do something good in your world. For those of you guys who want to dive deeper, the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy is now live. It is now open and it is kicked off with the 21 day challenge, which is now the Soul Compass course. It is 21 lessons to help you direct your life from your heart, from your soul, to be able to separate your heart and inspiration from your mind and show you a way to clearly execute on what is most meaningful to you. It is a fantastic group of lessons. People who went through it really had an amazing experience and fantastic results. And so if you want to check that out, if you become a member of the academy, you can go through those lessons. There's also going to be podcasts, Q&As, and 
and other things inside the academy and would love to see you over there. And if that isn't enough and you want some one-on-one coaching to get really clear and design your life on purpose and you want to demystify peak performance law of attraction and really just if you're in this place where you're like, I want to make an impact. I really want to make a life that I am proud of and I'm living my life purpose and I want to know it with epic clarity. Hit me up, Matt at zenathlete.com and I will happily help you out. So that wraps it up. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into this episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, courage, inspiration, and ready to take on this phenomenal episode with Christy Whitman. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and the New York Times best-selling author of The Art of Having It All. She has appeared on Today and The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, Seventeen, Woman's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. She is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. She is the author of the book, Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. Welcome to the show, Christy Whitman. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I said I got to look at some of your work and you have done a lot. There are so many different ways that we could go about this. I know that your um, Quantum Success Learning Academy and the Quantum Success Coaching Academy is quite in depth and there is a ton of detail in there. So I'm not sure where we'll begin or where we'll go, but what I would love to do is just have you introduce yourself to the audience and, and give them a little bit of background on who you are and how you came to learn all of this stuff and create all this amazing content. Awesome. Thank you for the invitation. So yeah, about tw- a little over 20 years ago now, I just found myself, you know, uh, raised with, if you want to be happy, you need to do this, this, go to college, get a degree, find a man, get married. You know, if you have your ideal body, save some money. And I found myself at a young age of 26, just going, okay, I didn't get married at that point, but it was like, I was engaged, checking the box. And I'm like, I have a career. I've graduated from college. I, you know, I'm making good money. I've got money in the bank. I'm engaged. I'm living in the great city of Chicago. I'm, you know, I, I've got everything. I've got it all. Everything that was supposed to check the box. And I feel so empty. And I felt like it just wasn't enough. No matter what I accomplished, I wasn't happy. No matter what my body looked like, the health of my body, I wasn't happy. My fiance, never enough. You know, nothing was ever enough. And I really started really hungry. I was very hungry, very thirsty for spiritual information, for more like, what is this all about? Is this really all it is? And that quest, that asking, which I didn't understand I was doing at the time, led me to literally move to California and learn about the seven essential laws. And as I started to understand that, I I met with a woman who was a meditation teacher, and she said something to me that I'd never heard before, but truly knew to be true. She said to me, you're creating your reality. 
And now this is before the internet. This is what before we didn't have Facebooks and podcasts and all this kind of stuff. So this was not something I had ever heard before. You, you create your reality. And I went, that's true. I don't know how that's true, but somewhere inside of me, I know that to be truth. And then she continued. She said, you're either attracting things to you or repelling things from you based on if you're in lack or if you're in abundance. And that intrigued me because then I started thinking about it. And she said, your thoughts are creating your reality. So I started paying attention to my thoughts and it was not a happy playground in there. I was really <laughs> negative and critical and judgmental. And I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder I'm so unhappy inside. And so I started really just becoming such a student of this information and learned about that there's these universal laws. And so obviously there's other universal laws, but like gravity, right? Throw a ball up, it's going to come down. It, it exists for every single person. doesn't matter if you're in Canada or the United States, if you're a man or a woman, you throw a ball up, it's going to come down. And so the same is true with other universal laws like law of attraction. When we are sending out our energy, when we are generating energy from ourselves, we are going to have energies that are matched to to that frequency. So it could be thoughts that we're thinking, it could be words that we're saying, beliefs that we hold, actions that we're taking, feelings that we're having. We're generating energy from ourselves all day, every day. And so I started really paying attention to how I was feeling because I was so cut off from my emotions, how, what I was thinking, really trying to pivot those thoughts, focusing on really what I wanted and not so much what I didn't want or what was, I was dissatisfied about. And my life started changing like dramatically. Um, started dating different type of men. I started. I, I met and married um, a really wonderful man because I got out of my that one relationship. I was in a marriage and relationship with him. First nice guy I had ever dated because usually I like the bad guys, right? And he was that respectful. He was kind. He he was a good guy. Um, I started attracting more money than I ever dreamed possible. I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was having, you know, loads of success in my little territory that I had. And at that time, then I started having uh, books download. And my first book, Perfect Pictures, came to me um, in the middle of the night at 1.05 in the morning. And, I, and for seven days in a row, that happened to me. And so I got the book published and started speaking on it. And people started asking me to coach. So I've been coaching now for over 18 years. I always say I've been coaching before coaching was cool. And um, it was very woo-woo back there. Nobody knew what the heck it was. So um, I'm grateful it's more mainstream these days. But yeah, so I've just been an author and a coach and a healer and a teacher and an author, you know, and um, loving what I do because I get to help other people learn how to implement and apply what I learned all those years ago. And that has helped me through so many different situations and scenarios. I had a, my sister had committed suicide um, about 20, over 20 years ago. And knowing this information helped me through one of the darkest times in my life. I had been let go of a job. I had been in car accidents. You know, I had been in massive debt. Um, and the thing that really got me through those times was knowing about these universal laws. The biggest thing for me is when my son, I have two kids, nine and 10, and when my youngest, my baby, was two months of age, he was rushed to the hospital and diagnosed with having a transposition of the great artery. And so what that meant is that he was hooked up wrong. 
And most children, most babies are found inside the mother that they have that and they have a surgery within a day of life. And um, he, most kids, most babies, if it's not found within the first couple of days, they're usually, you know, found, unfortunately, not alive, dead in their, their crib. So he was two months of age. And so to find out that they'd never done a surgery on a baby this old before and that it was really risky, I had to apply everything I knew. And I really just focused on just the outcome that I wanted, not on what I was worried or what I was afraid about. And it got me through one of that really one of the scariest times of my life. And now he is a nine-year-old kid. He's got a perfect heart. He is the biggest smart ass I know. He is just full of life and vigor. He's a great soccer player. Um, you know, so if I can do that in times that are the darkest and hardest, people can do that no matter what situation or circumstance they have. And we're talking about really paying attention to what energy are you generating from yourself by the thoughts that you think, the emotion, the emotions that you process or don't process, the words that you say, the actions that you take, all of those things that create energy in us. Wow. Holy smokes. That's an amazing background and also incredibly <laughs> challenging. There's a lot of different things that I'd love to ask, but before I even continue, I'd love to know a little bit about um, applying these principles to challenging situations, because I think that if we learn how to apply them in very challenging situations, like now I have a daughter and I can't even imagine, I'm so soft to begin with. So I can't imagine like, you know, something wrong with my daughter. I think that all of the podcasts and everything I've done, I just freak out and cry. Um, and so maybe you can just speak about that first is applying these principles to challenging situations. And then we can move more into, um, you know, some of the essential laws and, and applying it to create a life that you, by your design, that's kind of a way I like to put it, like do, doing it by uh, on purpose rather than on de by default. And I love you coaching, um, the idea of you coaching 18 years ago and just saying, hey, do you know you could create your reality? People are like, what? You are one crazy hippie, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't use words like universal or law or create on purpose as you do this and and don't go outside the box, you lunatic. Um, so yes, thank, thank you for forging the path for me. I appreciate that. You're very woo-woo, <laughs> Pollyanna. I heard it all. Right, I'm like, yeah. I don't care. It's energy. It's working for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so regardless, here's the good news. Regardless of what situation is, if it's contrasting in your life, if it's something that is something that you're not satisfied with or something that you're facing that's traumatic, um, I was coaching a client today that had a very traumatic thing happen to her. And it's the same exact process is that we need to really look at, instead of focusing on the problem, focusing on what is presenting itself, we need to look at our, what do we want? So I always say that we need to focus on three questions and then go into a process. Meaning, number one, we have to know what we want. A contrasting situation or a problem or, you know, take it whether it's dead or losing a job or getting in an accident or having something traumatic happen. When you're in those situations, it's easy to get mired in the situation. So to take yourself out of it and take your mental focus out of it is you have to ask yourself, what is it that I want? And it's so unbelievable because as I'm coaching people and I say to them, what do you want? Well, you know, I don't want, and it's like, no, no, no. What do you want? Because we're so focused, we're so used to, well, I don't want to get caught in traffic or I don't want to lose my job. No, I'm asking you, what do you want, right? Well, I want security in my job. I want success in my job. I want free open roads. You know, I want to get in the best shape of my life. 
well, I don't want to gain weight. No, nope, you're going the wrong way. Focus on what you want. So don't not know should not be in your vocabulary when you're talking about what you want, right? So what do you want? Why do you want it? When you start to think about the why, now you're starting to generate energy within you that's of a high vibration. And when you start to do that, law of attraction starts matching that vibration. So not only are you turning your mental focus on what you want, now you're getting your whole entire vibrational being, because it's a vibrational universe, into focus. And now you can start resonating truly with what you want. What do you want? Why do you want it? And then how do you think you're going to feel when you actually have that, that thing, when you're being that, when you're doing that, when the situation becomes what you want it to be? For example, we think that if I make more money, then I'm going to feel. If I get in better shape or if I get some kind of accomplishment, then I'm going to feel. If my son is healthy, then I'm going to feel. If I get a better, you know, whatever it is, we think that when this happens, then I'm going to feel. And that's the opposite of how it works. We have to feel and then we bring it to us. So what do you want? Why do you want? How do you want to feel? Even in a situation, I remember sitting there at the hospital, the doctor is telling us the doom and gloom of, listen, there's never been a case in history of a child that has had this. The only reason he is alive is because the valve that doesn't um, that normally closes with the first couple breaths didn't close. And he's got a hole in his heart that is allowing just enough oxygen to get through. We're going to do the best we can, but it's never been done before. And I looked at right. my husband, right? It was like, this child wanted to be here. It was a miracle child. I looked at my husband. I said, there is no other vision than me that I'm going to have. And I want you to join me in this, please, of that kid growing up wrestling around with you and Alex on the floor, us going to trips, going to Disneyland, doing camping, him playing sports. That like that is the only vision that I'm holding. All this other hospital stuff is not even uh, what I'm focused on. Positive energy, anybody that has worry energy or fear energy is not allowed to even go and see him. And that was pretty much everybody. So my husband and I would go and see him and talk positively. You're awesome. You're getting through this. You're so strong. We're going to go on this trip with you and, you know, talk about all the different possibilities and how we will feel. We'll feel so connected as a family. We'll have so much laughter. It'll be so much fun. You know, we're just going to be so proud of your accomplishments and, you know, all this stuff, getting us into that feeling place. So even in the toughest situations, you can still ask yourself, of what do I want? Why do I want? How am I going to feel? And then practice bringing in that vibration of what that essence is. Holy smokes. That is a, an amazing story. And when you're sharing it, I think it really illustrates the, the point of focusing on what you want, like you say. And for me, having an extreme sports background and doing tricks that can hurt you if you mess up, let's say you do a backflip over a massive jump. If I frig it up, it's really going to hurt possibly. And you're always kind of threading that needle. And at that point, there's a catalyst for this type of mindset. I can't go in and think maybe or, or what happens if I fall on my head? What if I under rotate? What if I over rotate? What if I catch my edge? What if I do these things? And as I do those things, I increase the probability of that happening dramatically. And yes. so when you're in a crisis situation or a trauma, it's even more important 
to focus on that because you know, when I'm teaching snowboarding to go, um, we're riding through the trees and Whistler and we're going really fast. And the kids are like, how can you ride through the trees so fast? I was like, well, number one, I've been snowboarding for a long time, but number two, I look where I want to go. And the ones that struggle, they look at the trees and that's what happens. We go, you know, our energy goes where our attention flows or vice versa, how that works. And so in that scenario that you're sharing, if you go into worry, you're not as helpful as you could be. And just like, if you get lost in the woods and something else happens, you know, you need to be very focused on what are the solutions to get me out of here and not what are those potential problems. And you could just imagine a group of people and the one person freaking out is always the one that is the challenging person. So it's an amazing story to illustrate that point. And I can't imagine how challenging an experience that would have been. Well, you know, having this type of tools and information, it made it, obviously it wasn't easy to go through. It was one of the, you know, most difficult, challenging, most growth potential periods of my life. And I've been through a lot, but for me, it was the one that I look back on. And now every single moment when I go in and wake up Maxim and Alex, you know, in the morning, I get to cuddle with them. I am just literally in the place of just such gratitude because I have him in my life and that I get to wake him up and I get to cuddle with him. And so who I became because of that and, and the amount of faith that I now have because of being able to apply that in a situation that could have been devastating. I mean, the growth is almost overwhelming, but what I, it's good to know because once you know this information and once you know that really where you put your attention, what you focus on will continue to expand. And so that goes with things that if you're just not happy with things in your life, if you're not satisfied, your best thinking got you there, right? So it's time to learn how to become more deliberate instead of being more of a, you know, in survival mode or in separation mode or in victim mode, it's time to rise up and say, no, I'm not that the effect of something, I'm the cause because if it's true, and it is, that everything is vibrational, we are energy receivers, but we're also energy generators. Everything is energy, including our thoughts, our emotions, everything. If we don't like the outpicturing that we have created in our life, we and only we have the control of the possibility to shift it and then create the outpicturing that's different. And that's the exciting thing is that it's not dependent on if you have 20 people that agree with you it's not dependent if you can change your partner or your boss or or you know or anything outside of you you don't have to change the who the president of the united states is you know it's like all of it is in your control because nobody thinks your thoughts for you nobody processes your emotions for you nobody speaks your words you're doing all of it so all of it is in con your control it's not in the outer circumstances and situations but yet all of those things will absolutely change because you're shifting your own energy vibration. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about that is it puts the power back on you. And when, when I'm thinking about enlightenment or what I think an enlightened person is, uh, one of the ideas is that they accept everything that they are and that has happened to them because from that place of just accepting of what is and what you're experiencing, then you now have the power to do something about it. If it's your boss or your friend or your upbringing or a past trauma or anything external, then you're disempowering yourself and you can't make a change and move towards what it is that you prefer. 
And there's a lot of great things in your book and your work. It, the one thing I'd like to start off with is when you wrote your first book, um, or not first book, I don't know how, which one this was, but having your all, the first chapter is defining your it and your all. And I'm curious if you could talk about that first. I love that question. Yeah. So, you know, the reason that I wrote this book is really because I got fired up because I was um, promoting one of my other books to a media person. And I walked up to her and I said, what do all New York women want? She was a writer for New York, Ma New York Magazine. And she said, what? And I said, they want it all. And she started arguing for the limitations of why women can't have it all. And that women are overworked and that they're overrun and, and, and that we got to stop just being realistic and, and stop wanting it all. Now, no one ever says to men, Matt, you just can't have it all. It's like a, not a conversation for men, right? It's, it's more of a conversation to limit women. And that just fired me up. And it's like, how do you know what I can or cannot create? And how do you know what my having it all looks like? Because I know my very best friend, who I've known since seventh grade, she is with the same partner for almost 30 years. They are not married. She never desired to have kids. She's got a career. She's got a very, very comfortable life. She loves to travel. She is living her best life. She's got her it and her all. It does not involve 2.5 kids. I don't know how you can have half a kid anyway. But you know, for me, it's like, it did involve children. It does being in a committed, loving relationship and, and marriage. And, but it doesn't mean that's all I do either. I also wanted to have a career and something where I felt I'm contributing. That's my it and my all. And our it's and our alls change from decade to decade. You know, I bet your priority and your desires were very different before you had your daughter than they are now. You know, things change as we evolve, as we have things happen to us, as we grow, but it's up to us to be able to say, what would I love? What would I love in each aspect of my life? What would I love in the health and vitality of my body? God, you know, I'd love to take up a different sport or I'd love to learn how to, um, you know, be thriving in this particular sport or learn how to do this or train differently, or I'd love more money doing this. I was recently coaching, I coached some celebrities and I'm not liberty to say their names, but I was coaching someone that's on American Ninja Warrior that's done very well time after time, continuing to get better every year. And I was saying to him some different possibilities because during American Ninja Warrior, unless you're like the top, top guy, obviously they don't make a lot of income. And I was sharing with him some different possibilities. And by sharing those things with him, his mind started to just open up not only is he improving each and every time and winning national you know, things where he actually is making money, but he's now seeing the potential beyond American Ninja Warrior. And it's like his idea of having it all for himself and what's possible is completely open. So when your mind expands like that, when you get out of the limitations of what you think you can do or what's possible for you, and you look at your life and go, what would I love in all aspects of my life? Like what would just, you know, what make me just want to jump out of bed in the morning that I just say, God, I love my life. I love my relationships. I love how much money I have in the bank. I love the, the kind of contribution I'm giving. I love my spiritual connection. I love what I'm doing in my body. If you could look at all aspects of your life and go, dang, I have it all. You know, it's like, that's the way we're supposed to live. That's the way it's divinely designed. Not to settle, not to go, this area of my life is good, but the rest of it sucks. You know, it's like we're supposed to thrive in all aspects of our life. That is what is supposed to happen. 
I love all that. And I think what comes up for me is like the idea of just asking yourself those quality questions. And I feel like many people out there are just settling for what they have received for by default. And that's their circumstances. That's their talent. That's their um, past experiences or, or whatever they kind of get handed to on the default scenario is what they kind of move through. And some people might've grown up in abusive relationships. So they say, you know what, I've got the drive for money. That's all sorted. And I've got my health all sorted, but relationships, they've never really worked for me because of this and this and this. So I just have to settle for that. And, you know, I'm not going to kind of work towards it, but when you break it down into each area of your life, whether it's uh, finances, relationship, exploration, learning, growth, um, adventure, job, career, money, and just define it and ask yourself, what is the thing that I would love most? What would be my thriving scenario? And just become very clear on it. And when you do that now, you've actually given yourself an opportunity to reach that scenario. If you never ask yourself the question, the, the chances and probabilities of it happening by default are very, very low. And if you get very clear on what those things are, and write them down and then place a little bit of effort towards them, the probability of you achieving those, maybe not immediately, maybe not, you know, because I feel like one of the challenges that we're facing now, and you've probably observed this, is the, you know, quick fix biohack. Oh, it's just successful immediately. It's like, no, there are universal laws. And maybe at sometimes you see something like, holy smokes, that's like a universal um, experience that's so profound and you, you know it's there, but it's probably going to happen a little bit more logically and linearly as you clean up your thoughts, as you take some action and move towards the things that you prefer. Well, I love that you said that because we are, you know, we have to remember that we are both physical beings and metaphysical beings. So from the, from a standpoint of one of the universal laws is law of polarity, right? And I always like to say from the law of polarity, we have to understand that there's up and down, there's left, there's right, there's good, there's bad, there's lack, there's abundance, there's fear, there's, you know, love, whatever the opposite is. There's polarity. There's, we see it evidenced in temperature, right? You're in Canada, you see extreme cold. I mean, live in Arizona, I see extreme hot. We have this as polarity on planet earth, right? As a physical human having this human experience from a metaphysical perspective, right? We have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a time limit. There's a, there is a linear thing. From a universal metaphysical perspective, there is no time and space. It's all energy. Who we actually are, who we know ourselves to be, our personalities, all of our past experiences, our imprinting, our conditioning, all the life that we've lived, that's only 4% of who we really are. The 96% is pure positive energy wanting to manifest itself through you to create and, you know, to expand and, and to, to experience life through only you that it can. And so when we can understand that we are both physical and metaphysical, and that does mean that we can't just sit around and ohm our way to death every single day and just wish and think and, you know, and, and use our, our mind to create what we want, we have to actually move our physical bodies and we have to take action, right? You, you can't sit there and be like a pro sports guy and, you know, sit there and visualize everything and see yourself hitting a hole in one if you're a golfer or, you know, see yourself hitting a home run if you're a baseball player. You have to actually go out and physically move your body and practice and get those swings and, and you know, do the basics or a basketball player that, that hits a free throw every single time. 
there, there's things that you have to do and get it conditioned into your physical body. But when you combine both of them, that's when the magic is happening. That's people that do just one or the other, they're, 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 they're not in balance. It's when you combine both, that's when you're on fire. That's quantum success. That's amazing. And I absolutely agree with that. There are so many studies in showing how visualization improves sports performance. And there's a very famous uh, story of a guy that was imprisoned. I forget his name, but he was in prison for like 10 years or something. And he just visualized golfing every single day to pass the time. When he came out, he was a scratch golfer and he wasn't that good before. They've done studies on um, shooting free throws. And one of them was um, they had a group shooting free throws for 30 minutes a day for a week, one group just visualizing and one group doing nothing. The group that practiced uh, improved by 24%. The group that just visualized improved by 23%. Now, the interesting thing in, in the Olympics, the more complicated the sport, the more visualization they put towards it because it becomes mandatory. You know, those skiers that do like three flips and 1080s? Well, if they frig it up, they might throw up, break their leg, throw out their hip, and then they're toast. They must be prepared in a way that they're like, you know what? I believe I can do three backflips plus a 1080 and land back on my feet. So there is preparation, there is flexibility, there is training, and there is visualization. And 99% of the population is not adding that visualization piece, which is absolutely paramount. And I was going to ask you if you could define quantum success, but I don't know if you did that right there because when I'm teaching anybody anything, especially in sports or in you know designing your life, you got to combine the two because it doesn't matter what the outcome is. In sports, it's very physical and very finite where it might be a trick or an execution of what your body can do. But in business, it's a little bit different, a little bit more nuanced, but there, it comes with a clear vision and also the same emotions. And when you apply that, the exact same structure, it works infinitely better and you see results much faster that you begin to see progress very, very quickly. Absolutely. I mean, physical action alone will get you to where you need to go. But if you're taking physical action and your mindset's telling you it's not possible, you're, you're just, it's like putting on the emergency brake as you're trying to drive a car, right? Instead, it's like add the visualization, add the feeling that, you know, you, you have the outcome. What do you want? Why do you want it? How are you going to feel the success that you want to feel? You add that, it's like taking the brake off and putting a turbo booster into your car. It's very different than just taking action alone and just getting in your car and putting on the brake or putting on the gas. You know, it's a very different um, way of life. It's, it's literally plugging in and utilizing all of the energy, the potentiality that exists through you because you're tapping into that. It's like having a light, but not turning it on, right? the potential's there, but you need to turn it on. And so we need to be able to hook up with that. So that's why it's the combination of alignment and then the momentum. When you have both, you're unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very well said. And I'd love for you to discuss, can you briefly go over or in very long and drawn out, the options up to you, the, the seven laws that you talk about in your book. And I also how, love how in the title it says the relationship between, and I think that that's very, very important. So if you could talk about the reason why you put that word in there too. Let me start with that and then I'll go into the laws. So we are, because everything is energy and we are a container for receiving, whether it's you know from other people, situations, we're receiving. We have receptor sites on every single one of our cells. We are in receiving mode. 
whether it's from our divine self, from a higher order, whatever you want to call it, God self, Susie, it doesn't matter. We're in receptivity mode, right? We're always receiving. And we're also from a place of generating energy. And what I do, the energy I give out, it also then attracts other things, people, situations, money, all that stuff. So everything in our universe, we are in relationship with. If I think of a subject of money, whether it's good or bad, I'm having, I have a relationship with money. I've got an energetic relationship before I actually do or spend money, before I attract it. I have an energetic relationship. Whatever I think about my partner, my husband, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, that starts the energetic relationship. It's pre-paving what's to come. What I, the thoughts that I think, the feelings that I hold about my kids, that is an energetic relationship. So we are energetically in a relationship with everything in our lives, our mother-in-laws, our father-in-laws, our sister-in-laws, everyone, our neighbors, our bosses. So when we have an expectation, for example, with money, that we're not going to have enough, money is going to listen to us. And it has that energetic, we're expecting lack. So it shows up as lack. When we expect our in-laws to show up in some certain way, good, bad, or indifferent, they show up in that way. We get what we expect because we create from our beliefs. So everything starts inside of us. And that relationship is really starting inside of us, but it will manifest in the outer reality. So I'm glad that you asked that question because it, it, everything's energy and we all have an energetic relationship with everything in our life, any subject. And then the universal laws. So um, I can list them, but I'll say this because since we have you know, a short period of time and I've got tons of information all over the place to help people go deeper. Most people know about law of attraction if they know about a universal law, right? If someone has read or listened to or watched The Secret where you know, like attracts like, what you send out, it's like a boomerang. You, what you send out comes back to you. Um, this is the one that's most common for people to know about. The one that I find actually that is the most important, I mentioned the law of polarity. The one that I say is the absolute most important is the law of sufficiency and abundance. And I'll explain why. Because we are law of polarity, because we're here on planet earth, there's up, down, left, right, hot, cold, all that. There on one side of the spectrum is lack. On the other side of the spectrum is abundance. And in the middle is that tipping point of being satisfied. Now, if someone on any given subject, they know what side of the spectrum they're at by the way they feel. So if you feel frustrated with money, you're on the side of lack. Lack always feels bad. Abundance always feels good. So you know which side of the spectrum you're on. If you feel a certain way about your in-law, if you're on one side or the other, about your boss, about your body, whatever it is, whatever subject, it could be temperature, right? Whatever subject, you know where you are if you're in lack, frustrated with the weather, or if you're in abundance, happy and satisfied, snowing because now I get to do sporting games at winter sports, right? So whatever that tipping point is of satisfaction will lead you into abundance. Lack feels bad, abundance feels good. In the middle is that place of satisfaction. You don't have to be over the moon, 
like loving your life in this particular area. But if you can at least find the positive aspects, if you could at least find some level of satisfaction within yourself, whatever subject it is, now you're moving in the place of being in abundance. Because here's the thing, because it's a vibrational universe, you can never attract what you do want if you're in lack. It's a totally opposite vibration. So we have to be able to understand that the thoughts that we think, the emotions that we have feel good, I'm in abundance. Feeling bad, I'm in lack. What's the lack about? What's the thought about? What am I feeling I don't have enough of? Do I feel like I'm not enough? Do I feel like the person's not enough? Do I feel like there's not enough opportunities? Most of us were raised in lack and limitation. And so it's shifting that consciousness from lack to abundance that will then create a very different life experience that is outpictured. So for me, this is the most important law because this is the law that we have to deliberately put ourselves into a place of knowing ourselves, understanding where our consciousness is, where our thoughts, what we're saying, what we're doing. And when we shift into abundance, law of attraction brings us more of that vibration of abundance. If we're in lack, law of attraction doesn't care where we are. It's going to continue to give us more of what we are vibrating. So if we're in lack, law of attraction is going to continue to give us that. Law of attraction is just a mere reflection. It's just boomerang. It's giving us more of what we need or what we're asking for, whether we know it or not, whether it's wanted or not. So that's where the law of sufficiency and abundance is really the law that people need to master because all the other laws then fall into place. There's the law of allowing. When you feel good, when you're in abundance, you're allowing in your good. You're not in resistance. You're in a place of, because there's law of detachment. You're in a place of detachment. Whatever shows up in all the infinite ways it can show up, I'm not attached to one specific form. So it can come in. You know, you're being the deliberate creator, which is another one of the laws, because you're shifting your own focus, attention, mindset, energy on abundance instead of lack. You're, you're, when you're in abundance, you're tapping into the law of polarity, where, or excuse me, the law of potentiality, where there's potential. Like this energy right here, this, this space is energy. It's unmanifested energy. Chair I'm sitting in, the desk, the computer, that's manifested energy. This right here has the potential to become something. And what, what I focus it on to be becomes either something that's going to be very dissatisfying or something that's really thrilling. But it, we're the one that directs the energy, and that has potential to be anything. So those are the seven essential laws. Amazing. I love all that. I was thinking so <laughs> many things as you were going through, and the most important one for me is discussing what you refer to as satisfaction. And I understand it as contentment. And that was one of the teachings that I got from David Lombear, who's a Native American elder. And so the 10th star teaching that he was taught was contentment. And so much is out there on happiness and abundance and acquisition and all that kind of stuff. But so little is out there on contentment and satisfaction with what you have. And I think that without that, it's so hard to get to those next steps because, you know, you have children and now I'm a new dad and have no idea what's going on. But I can understand the process of, 
a kid growing up, it's like, you know, are you worthy when you come out? Or is it when you learn how to ride a bike and wipe your own butt? Or is it when you're eight years old and you can kind of read, write and do some arithmetic? Or is it when you are in high school and you kind of develop your own psychology and understanding? Or is it when you pick your major at university? Or is it when you're done university and now you're a graduate and you go out to the world? At what stage is it that you become fully satisfied and enough and worthy? It's understanding that it's a constant evolution and the bigger you have the bigger your, your goal the things you want to do in your life when you're in your 20s maybe you want to travel maybe in your 30s you want to settle down and get a partner it's always going to change and adapt and there's always going to be something that you want to grow towards no matter how old you get and so if we can understand and add that satisfaction or contentment piece for where we are in the process i feel like that is the hidden gem and that is so important and it's gonna allow us to move toward our goals with much more contentment and satisfaction and happiness because we're complete as we are in the process and a few examples is like you know i like gary v because he's no nonsense and he's successful now and he's kind of going through all the bull crap that's out there on like entrepreneurship and and all this stuff he's like you know, he was using all of these principles when he's like, I was selling wine, you know, in my early 20s and everybody was going to the parties and pretending to be rich and spend all their money. He knew where he was going, but he was where he was at the, at the time and being intelligent and calculated and holding a vision in his mind and adding all these things so he could get to the next step. You know, it was very grounded, but there was no like, oh, I'm not good enough. I couldn't be an entrepreneur. There's no way that I could achieve these things. It's combining both of those together, and it's so important. And I love what you said also about uh, potentiality because it's a little bit like, from what I've seen, um, like Super Mario. When you play that as a kid, I don't know who's played Super Mario, but there's these little things you can go in and sometimes you skip levels to new worlds and that's the universe doing something for you. But I believe that's when you've earned it and when you've practiced it, when you've applied these principles and then you've allowed it, you've kind of like allowed that to happen and you're ready to kind of really accelerate. But that potentiality, I believe is so important because we often just take things at face value and believe them to be as they are. It could be what we believe about relationships, how much money we could make, uh, what we're worthy of, our living circumstances. And I'm going to give you a really stupid example. Um, when I came back and um, my partner had a kettle and um, she's just like, yeah, it's a stupid kettle. It's got a really short cord. And so I was like, okay. So I'd, I plugged in the cord and it was like really short. And we, it was like that for like four months. And then there was something else she had a really short cord on. And I looked at it, I was like, there's no way it's that short. And we had a discussion. I was like, oh my God, I opened up the kettle underneath and I unraveled it. So we had this little tiny cord. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. And I was like, oh my God. But because I had come into this situation and believed that to be like a truth, that we had this little stubby cord for the thing that had to stay so close to the outlet. And I didn't question it. I just took it as it was. And it's just understanding like what in our life are we just taking at face value that that is the way it is. But when we can kind of connect to these other things and our vision and understanding that the universe does want us to succeed. It does want us to be in alignment with who we are and what we desire and our all and our everything. Matt, you know, audience member, anyone, what is, what is everything to you? And you having a family, it's going to adapt as well as you move along, but it's like, what is that vision? And that's going to be something uniquely to you, but you have to create it and move towards it. No one else can do that for you. 
And at the exact same time, the even more paramount possibly is, can you be content and satisfied with what you have now? Because if you can't be, you're probably not going to be content and satisfied with what you have at whatever that next step is. There will always be another thing that you have outside that's lacking and causing you to feel a certain way. I love that story. That is awesome. So, so silly. It is so <laughs> We don't realize the connection here, so we struggle here. You know, it's like we have to can't go away further away because we don't have that cord, and it is so true. You, you, we, we have to understand that beliefs are just a thought that's been thought, that's been planted. We thought it over and over and over again, and because everything is vibrational, we, we saw evidence of it and went, oh, see, it's true. So then it became a belief. But there are so many different perspectives that we could change. And just by, just by challenging a belief, is it really true? Especially if one that you think of and believe that feels bad, that limits you, that's not really the truth because all the beliefs that are true are, are spiritual truths feel good. They feel expansive. So challenge those, you know, look for a longer cord when you feel limited. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. It's so silly. Awesome. I figured it was a good example though. Um, it's awesome. So what I'd love to ask you is I feel like when we are in lack, let's say it's financial or relationship, whoever's in experiencing whatever that lack is, it's like, that's their whole model of the world. And so, you know, we can give a very real example. Prices of everything is going up. Everybody needs more money. There's no secret there. And you're like, okay, I need more money. I'm going to this crap job and it sucks and I don't have enough and I got big debt. And you talked about having big debt before. So maybe you can speak from first world experience there. Um, but how do we like maintain that positive vibration when like we look at the bills and we look at our bank and it's like, hey guys, like I'm actually in the shit right now. I'm in the trenches and I, I want to have a better relationship. I want to have a better relationship with money, but I'm not making enough. And I keep looking at this very real reality of like debt or whatever the case is. What I can share in my own journey about finances, which hasn't been like, you know, I've, I've always had enough to travel um, and get to where I need to, to be. So in, in ways I'm very, very abundant. But as far as like savings and like having tons of money in the bank, like I got debt and things like that. But I notice it's a lot around how my psychology is, you know, around um, money and finances. But also I think it's important to understand like, uh, like the way you have that again, like your relationship with it, like, is it, is it okay? And I find that sometimes I have that negative relationship, but, but it's interesting because although I haven't had like, like the money to like go travel in Maine and go study or go do the other things that they needed to do, I went universe, I got to go do this thing. It's going to cost me a lot in travel and it's going to be expensive, but I have to do it. And somehow it always figures itself out like magic, but it's not like I'm sitting there with like, Oh, I got 50 grand in the bank. It's like, well, I was able to manifest that together and the money somehow pocketed together in some sort of amazing way. And I'm like, this is cool. And so that's how I've done it. And I'd love to be able to like expand that now because now I'm a dad and I'm like, all right, a cushion would be nice and got to buy a bike and feed the kid and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's just like we started this conversation. When you're noticing a contrasting situation, you don't have enough money. You've got a lot of bills coming in, right? Your energy, your thought process, your worry, all that has been in the place of lack or it would not be. It must manifest. Your consciousness manifests 
what you experienced in your outer reality. So if you don't want this relationship and you want to just even improve your financial situation in any way, it's important to sit where you are and go, okay, what do I want? So if I do want to have more cushion, as you say, right, what, you don't need to say this here, but it's like, what would that be? Like how, what would be that amount of money that would feel good to have that cushion? So what do I want? And then why do I want it? Well, because I want to be able to give to my daughter freely. I want to be able to know that I don't have to work as hard and maybe worry. Well, we're focusing now on what we don't want, right? So what would be the opposite of worry? I want to have the faith that what I need when I need it to send her to school or to give her what she needs, that all of it's going to be provided. She's going to be provided for, right? And I'm going to be the one, the avenue through which it comes because now I'm a provider and a protector of my daughter. And so because I'm that provider and, my pr and protector of my daughter, I want to have da-da-da-da-da, right? So now you're moving in the why. And it's like, Okay, so you've got the cushy money in the bank, whatever amount you feel is that amount. You now feel like you are the provider and the protector, whatever she needs, if she needs to go to a private school or she needs to buy a bike or you want to get her snowboarding lessons, which you could provide her, but anything that she needs, right? Snowboarding outfit, whatever it is. You want to take her on a trip to the Alps. It doesn't matter, right? You're the provider and the protector. What is that bottom line feeling that you are going to feel? What would that be for you? You're asking me a lot of joy and happiness and freedom. So every time you think of money and every time you think about, because there's the consciousness of insufficiency, not enough. There's the consciousness of just enough. You're satisfied, right? There's, there's, I always have enough. I always have just enough. But then there's the real potentiality of all sufficiency. So if you have all sufficiency, in your bank account to provide for your child, to be the provider and protector of your child, you're going to feel that sense of joy. That's a consistent, every time your mind goes there, or your energy goes there, you need to bring in and replace that old programmed energy with that expansive energy of joy. With, a, with the worry, replacing it with faith. You know, so it's, it's a shifting because you can't think about a, um, if you had a vase of water, right? And that water was filled all the way up to the top. You can't put any more water in it. You have to dump some out in order to put more water in it. Our consciousness is the same way. We're whole and complete right here, right now. We are who we are. So in order to bring in something new and different, we have to release something that's old and is no longer part of what we want our new experience to be. We cannot create the person and the version of ourselves that we want to become from the place that we already are. So we have to release the thoughts of lack to bring in the thoughts of abundance. We have to release the thoughts of insufficiency to bring in the all sufficiency. And that's really the work. It's shifting the consciousness, it's shifting the vibration, it's shifting the energy because everything is energy. I love that, that's amazing. And it's very similar to something that I do when I'm coaching. And again, I came from like the extreme sports background. So like, if I want to do a backflip and I keep thinking about falling on my head, I say, so what do I want? And that's why contrast is amazing. So if you're shrinking, if you're feeling anxiety, depressed, um, unhappy, unsatisfied, you just in that moment say, what is the thing making me feel this way? Um, and then say, so what do I want? You know, I, I want to feel content right now. I want to feel satisfied. I want to feel abundant or whatever. But I love the idea. I feel like it's an additional piece of clarity for me is to ask the why. And so one thing's... Um, 
that I get my clients to do is wear a bracelet and take it outside of the head. So if they're consistently like telling themselves a story of like, I'm not good enough, or, you know, a lot of creatives sabotage their creativity because they're worried about what people think and not being good enough. So I say, whenever you're having like that shrinking thought, just take that bracelet off and say, what do I want? So now it's a physical thing to to kind of register what's going on in the mind and shift it to the thing that you prefer. And what I like that you're adding here is when you get clear in that why, it makes the emoting a lot easier, the emotion. And we must generate the emotion because if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I got all these bills to pay and I'm like, oh God, I'm shrinking. And you're like, how am I supposed to be in the emotions of, of abundance? This is crazy. You know what I mean? I, got, I, got, I don't have enough money for these bills. And it's very real, but if you like get to that why, and say, so what do I want? I want to have enough money to pay for these bills and understand how powerful you are as a creator to solve that problem. And even if, understand, like even if everything goes to crap and you go like how many millionaires and people have gone bankrupt, um, even get homeless, you figure it out. You're powerful, you're strong, you'll figure it out. And so, but you got to get to that solution mindset. And the more often you can switch the trigger. Um, Michael Lozier is one of my first mentors and you're kind of speaking a lot of what's in his book. I can I yeah, love, you love Michael. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And it's very practical NLP based. And he's like, um, you know, the universe is always responding to your vibration and uh, you're sending out a vibration through your mood and feeling. And when do you have a vibration? all the time. And when is the law of attraction checking all the time? And so the more often you're able to switch into abundance, at least you're not always going into that negativity. So this is why you have that result. It's like, all right, you start to teeter it. And then all of a sudden you get a couple abundance experiences and then you're moving over and over and over. And ideally you switch the light on um, and it becomes congruent. And then you experience that reality more often. And because, you know, for me, like I never had abusive relationships and like partnerships, but a lot of the people that I work with sometimes had that. And I'm, for me, that's like craziness, right? Because I right. wouldn't allow it in my reality. It just wouldn't make any sense. Um, but that's just my understanding. There's no wrong. It's just, however, their brains kind of operated to attract that person to have that experience, but all it requires is them to shift it. You know, yes. and then they immediately, and it's the same with money, but for me, it's the money one as you are correct. I have enough to get to where I need to go, but anything more, I don't know about that universe. I can't have more than that. That changes the game somehow in my psychology. So ready to shift that one personally, but um, the principle remains the same. So um, do you yes. want to add anything to that? Yes. I, I just want to add this. <laughs> Perfect. When you, when you think, when you think about it and the reality really is, and let me, let me break it down from this perspective. Each one of us as a human being, we have our design, our human design to have two arms, two hands, 10 fingers, 10 toes, one brain, one spinal cord, one heart. You know, we're all pretty much, when you think about it, the same, right? But then you put in the individuality, right? You and I look very, very different. You're a man, I'm a woman. You got a beard, I don't. I have, you know, it, it, there's a lot of differences. You have blue eyes, I have brown, brown eyes, right? Um, there's a lot of individualization within the human existence, even though at the, at the bottom line, like you and I breathe the same way, like the, that old saying, you know, people put their underwear and socks on the same way, right? It's like, we breathe the same way. Our hearts beat. There might be a different impulsation, but it's like our hearts are doing the same functioning to bring in blood into our bodies and to keep us alive in the same way. We're the same. In that, in a physical sense, we get that. From a non-physical perspective, there's also our divine design. 
We are divinely designed to have four aspects of our lives, to have health and well-being. Our bodies intuitively and absolutely intelligently know exactly what to do to be in health and well-being. We have to get out of the way of that because that flow is, that's what it's designed for. We are divinely designed to be provided for, to have the abundance in all aspects, including financially. And when we, ha we, when we get our limitations out of the way, that flow can easily come through. We're divinely designed to receive ideas, to receive desires, and to be able to create them as a co-creator with that divine and to have whatever we're working on, whatever project, whatever business, whatever, to be successful. We're programmed. Our divine design is success. And we are programmed to have loving and supportive relationships with everyone, our neighbors, our bosses, our clients, our friends, our family, everyone. This is what we're divinely designed for. And then on top of that, we have our own unique energy signature, like signature, like the blue eyes or the brown eyes or the long hair or the dark, you know, the light hair or the dark hair, or if you're taller, if you're shorter, if you're whatever it is. So as within, as so without, as it is here in the physical realm, it is also in the non-physical, but so much better and bigger and more. So I always like to think of us that each one of us has our own little treasure chest above our heads. And it's got our own names on it. Nobody can take from it. Nobody, we have to, we don't have to compete for it. If we use it all up, it gets filled back up. There's no limitation to it. And that most of us are not allowing in that treasure chest. That's amazing. I love that analogy. It's wonderful. And it, it takes out the idea of like competing, right? I started a yoga studio and oh my God, I better burn that other one down because it's not enough. But whatever our unique idea is, there is enough in the universe for you to support that. And when you get more aligned with who you are, that the universe wants you to do that because you're going to be contributing to other people. You're not going to be a taker or a consumer. You're going to be contributing. And I love the idea of like the divine design of and like being a natural human in a way and like understanding like actually the universe is, is for you. And, and we seem to have these, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy and all hunky dory. There's going to be challenges, but when you have a more empowering frame around how you experience life here, um, you can have a more satisfying journey with more success and understanding. And these are like fundamental beliefs. If you fundamentally believe you're not good enough and will never make it, that is the result you're going to get. If you fundamentally believe that you're worthy um, and you can receive abundance and that's a natural thing, the probability of you achieving that is very likely. And it might take a little bit of work and understanding on kind of fixing that frame, but that's where that free will piece comes in. And understanding that is like recognizing when you're really shrinking and, and being fearful, which is kind of like a lot of outer conditioning and can happen from the way things are set up, but it's the inner world, that inner conditioning. If you can hold on to that, the universe will respond because it has to. It's universal law. And I love everything that you shared. I want to ask you before we wrap it up, do you have any words of advice for, I see the world as a little bit of a crazy place sometimes. And so I want to ask a little bit more frequently, what do you think we can do as individuals or the collective to move towards world peace? Because I feel like we are at a place in time now where humanity should not be accepting this war paradigm that we're in. And if we're an intelligent species with all of these capabilities and connected to natural law and all this stuff that is true, can we just sort out peace, please? And so if, if you have any ideas on that, I'd love to hear them. I do. It, it awesome. starts with us individually. We have to be aligned. 
people that do the extreme things that are considered evil or bad or you know people get put in jail for people do not do those kind of things when they are connected when they truly know that they are loved and adored by the very maker that made them when they feel that love when they allow that energy vibration to come in and fill their hearts there is nothing harmful you want to do for another person. You know that you don't need to take from other people because you have your own treasure chest. You know that you have the ability to create what you want and that you're well provided for. So all of the human conditions of fear and worry and doubt and all the things that create the, the worst possible things that we could imagine as a human race, they go away when we're aligned. So you've got aligned people or you've got very, very misaligned people. If everybody would just start working on their own alignment and bringing in their own sense of peace and connection and true divine love, it would be a world of peace. But here's the thing, as you individually connect and align and bring in your own sense of peace, your own multiverse will reflect that. Yes. I agree with all of that wholeheartedly. And, uh, you know, the example that I kind of, there's a lot of different examples you could say, but you could be super out of shape. It's an easy one. And you have those circumstances. You're out of shape and you drink a lot. You just start going to the gym, go doing some yoga, um, figure your whole stuff out. Everything's going to change in your universe. And that's the most important thing. We can shift our own universe and then all the other things we observe, you're helping those things by showing an example of something different. I'm actually coaching this girl who's an amazing singer shout out acacia she's amazing and she has this huge opportunity in in new zealand everybody drinks all the time i was like you need to go at this as it like because her throat was getting all messed up i was like you need to see this as like an athlete would you need to train for this get ready and move towards it and so the fact that she stopped drinking for a bit everybody's looking at her like she's a unicorn and not understanding what is going on i was like you're setting an example for them to see like there is a choice they, they don't like it's not that it's bad it's just saying, hey, there is another option if you so choose. And so if everybody around you is negative and, and the world is the worst and everybody else is the worst and you're just okay and you're healthy and you're positive, you're just showing them that that is a, another option. And, and that in itself is very empowering for your environment in the world. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for everything that you said very eloquently put and i really love the examples a lot of those hit home with the really cool analogies where can people find more about you and, and your work if they want to dive deeper and explore some of the other things you're putting out there i love that thank you so much and thank you for having me so people always ask me where do people start like where's the first place to start and i always say you got to watch your words because the words that we say i mean not that i'm a bible person per se but it said in the bible in the beginning there was the word Words are the start of creation. It's the start of creative power. So I created a free series. It's a 30-day video series. You can go to watchyourwords.com, to watchyourwords.com, and you get it, put in your name, your email, you get a free video series of each of the different words that you don't want to say and what you want to say instead. And you will find that after just a few short days of shifting your language, shifting your words, you start to feel better. You start to feel more empowered. And when you start to feel more empowered, you start to create something very different. So you go to christywhitman.com or you can go to watchyourwords.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your work. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing everything you're doing. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks, everyone. All right. Have a great day. See you guys. Bye. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Christy Whitman. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I really did. Christy knew what she was talking about. There were so many valuable insights in this episode. So maybe you need to re-listen, share it with your friends. If you want to support the show, spread the vibe, please share it, leave a comment, share on Instagram, tag me at Matt Belair. I love hearing from you guys. I love knowing where you are in the world. So please reach out, communicate, ask any questions, give me any feedback. If you have suggestions for the show, how to make it better. I love hearing from you. Check out Christy Whitman's work. She is awesome. Um, give her a follow. Let her know where you, uh, you know, how you found her, and just support her work because she really knows what she's doing as well. And if you want to support the show as well, you can go to Patreon.com. You can leave a review, um, but most importantly, do an act of kindness today. For those of you guys who want to dive deeper, there is now the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy that will give you free access to the Soul Compass course, helping you design your life from heart inspiration, from meaning, purpose, and leaving a legacy. And it all starts with a single step and a clarity and a, and a direction. And this is what it will help you do to find a very clear direction for your life and success by your own standards. So if you are interested in that, go to mattbelair.com. The Academy is linked up over there. And if you want to do something more intense, you want some one-on-one -on -one coaching, you really want to dive in, just make an inquiry, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Happily help you out. Would love to hear from you. So that wraps it up. Let's do this. Uh, come to a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, courage, inspiration, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.